0: Obviously,
1: you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like?
0: Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pack, ribbon!
2: You take drugs, Danny? Every yeah. day. Good. So, what's the problem?
0: I don't know. I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! so bitch. You stole mine.
1: A candle. <laughs> <laughs> the garden gnome had a normal size penis. So what do you think? Should we get the show on the road? Yeah, let's Our do dramatic it. Dramatic conclusion. Da, da, da to our focus on media and culture it's our most serious episode ever (laughs) yeah we don't do many comedies no rightly so i think but
3: well you don't like doing comedies on the show
1: well it gets to be too much of isn't this scene funny and this scene funny and this line funny and this line funny
3: that's true but this
1: goes along with what we're talking about and i think there's enough to uh this one pull out of it we can talk about this
3: one definitely has more uh Things that we could talk about as far as the commentary on our theme of media and culture.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's do it. This is WTM Watch This Movie, and I am Eric Mulder.
0: So he says wrecked him, damn near killed him.
1: Joining me once again is Mr. Positivity. What's up? Hey, Brett.
0: Chicken dippers!
1: Speaking of chicken dippers, again, your boy makes an appearance at the end of this film.
3: Who's my boy, Sasha Baron Cohen? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> forgot about that already. From the BBC News. Yeah. It was blink and you miss it with like six or seven different <laughs> cameos at the end. Yeah. Did you see Drake at the beginning checking out Veronica's <laughs> ass. <Yeah>, Zay- <yes. laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it starts off in 1979. It Kind of jumps into nineteen eighty that's about where it
3: leaves yeah I was trying to figure out the timeline when does the first movie wasn't it must have been like seventy two or seventy one or something like that Because they have a yeah, six it's year early old mid seventies yeah they have a six year old kid when this movie starts yeah did she get pregnant in the first movie? I forget
1: uh no they did fantasize about their future children let's uh, but... see <laughs> no eye contact <laughs> Let's see, this came out in 2013, and I hope they do a third one that comes out in something like maybe 2024, 2025. Really? Yeah. Because I want them to, like by that time the cast will be old enough, because I want everyone on the cast to portray themselves in like their, I don't know, mid to late 50s.
3: Hmm.
1: I want them to cover the news around the, like the internet boom. Okay They could do it's Late 90s You could do Y2K
3: Well Champ was 52 in this movie <laughs> Yeah <'Cause
1: laughs> He could be an old You know kind of senile sports reporter <laughs> Because 20, He could be a 70 year old newsman
3: They're reminiscing about him drinking <laughs> <Yeah>. Poison <laughs> And going into a coma for a year And then uh, being told he'll only live to be 55 and then they go, I think it was Ron says, you only got three years left.
1: Yep. I don't know. They could come up with some excuse or just say that their ages are like 55 or 60 yeah. in the late nineties. Nobody really care. That's true. But.
3: Well, they could just put them in uh, makeup and stuff too.
1: Adam McKay, Will Ferrell, if you're listening, feel free to steal that idea as long as that movie comes out.
3: Yeah. Throw some royalties over our way. Yeah. That'd be nice. WTM watch this movie.
1: I think the Y2K thing would be perfect for him. And kind of the technology or the internet boom. Yeah. Cuz by that time it would be 25 years after that happened and it'd be fun to look at look back on it. And to see the kind of the I mean they're already out of touch. Yeah. In both movies. Very much so. So it would just be keeping with that theme.
3: Although Ron kind of uh goes against type when he starts ad libbing on air. Yeah. At the end of this one. Is, I assume they're saying it's because he went through a character arc yeah. having been blind for several <laughs> months. He realized the importance of being honest with the public. Yeah.
1: Just like in the first one, he uh, kind of learns to not treat women like shit so much. <laughs> Ends up sacrificing himself at the end. Yeah. But uh, yeah. This is Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. As I said, it came out in 2013, and it has one hell of a cast. Uh, directed again by Adam McKay. Starring Will Ferrell as Ron Burgundy, Christina Applegate as Veronica Corningstone, Paul Rudd as Brian Fantana, Steve Carell as Brick Tamlin, David Keckner as Champ Kind, Dylan Baker as Freddie Schapp. Megan Good is Linda Jackson. Judah Nelson is Walter Burgundy. James Marsden plays Jack Lime. Greg Kinnear is Gary.
3: Gary. He had a nice ponytail.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh Lawson is Kench Allenby. Kristen Wig plays uh Chani. Uh last name? <laughs> last name?
3: I swear they called her Tani until like the last twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah,
1: it's spelled C-H-A-N-I, but her last name is spelled L A S T N A M E. But there's a <laughs> It's like uh, an accent. There's huh? an accent on the E, so I guess it's Lasname.
3: <laughs> that's weird. But I, I like I said I swear they're calling her Tani Yeah. For that's what it sounded like. Like the first hour and a half of the movie.
1: Fred Willard, Ed Harkin, Chris Parnell as Garth. Harrison Ford plays Mac Tannen. Bill Curtis is the narrator. Uh, June Diane Raphael is uh, Chani's boss, which is uh, it's Paul Shear's wife. You know what I'm talking about? She's on How Did This Get Made? Yeah. We'll go through some cameos here. Drake, credited as uh, Soul Brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen is the BBC News anchor. Marion Cotillard is Canadian anchor. Will Smith, ESPN, uh, Kirsten Kirsten Dunst. Do you remember her cameo? She was El Tresias, Maiden of the Clouds. She was the one up top with
3: uh,
1: like oh, the that started.
3: I didn't even recognize her. Yeah, it was her.
1: Jim Carrey, CBC News. Tina Fey, uh, along with Amy Poehler, were Entertainment Tonight reporters. Liam Neeson was a History Channel uh, anchor. Or, I guess you could say a reporter, kind of. Host, maybe? Yeah. Anybody else I'm missing? Oh, uh, Kanye West is the MTV News reporter.
3: Yeah. Did you say Jim Carrey? Yep. I forget.
1: John C. Riley is the
3: ghost of Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> Which is so weird because they make a whole point of uh, saying that there's no ghosts earlier in the movie.
1: Yep. Uh, Vince Vaughn reprises his role as West Man Tooth, and that about does it.
3: It's castless long as hell.
1: Impressive. Storyline. With the 1970s behind him, San Diego's top-rated newsman, Ron Burgundy, returns to take New York City's first 24-hour news channel by storm. So this is the first time you've seen this
3: movie. Yep. Yeah, and were mean. you a huge fan of the first one, or are you just like, yeah, it's good? Uh, I saw it in the theater, and I thought, you know, yeah, it's pretty good. And then I got it on the DVD and I liked it much better on repeat viewings. Yeah. Um, but I haven't watched it in geez, probably 10 years. Mhm. So I really liked the first one. This one, I don't know why I didn't go see it. I think it was it, it was um it didn't quite catch my interest on like the previews and stuff. It seemed like it was uh repeating some of the old jokes. Too, yeah. too much mm-hmm. and There's a little bit of that uh, But it's still pretty good Pretty funny overall mm. um, So It's worth watching
1: Yeah I saw this in the theater And I remember uh, When it came out Critics liked it enough I think it's in the mid 70's For Rotten Tomatoes People seem to like it But it's one of those movies that Seemed like it kind of came and went For being a sequel to such a high profile movie Yeah like people kind of liked it and then forgot about it, it seems like
3: well then it came out what like ten nine ten years after the the original
1: nine I believe
3: so like the first was o four yeah so I like, it was still like it's it's super popular the original one is, but I think by the time that this had come out, I don't think there was a huge demand for it. I don't think there were a bunch a lot of people clamoring for Inkerman uh, two nine years after the original.
1: I mean there definitely are some detractors from this. Some people didn't like it. Um, some people thought it was way too long, which I could I could see that. It's I think over twenty minutes longer than the first.
3: Yeah. There's definitely some stuff that I, I think they could have cut out. Yeah, I think it does drag a bit and he's living out in the lighthouse. Yeah. I thought the subplot with uh Brick and Chani mm-hmm. was a A little bit too much. Yeah. You know, like that, I think that character, I think Brick's character works better in small doses where he's just like throwing in lines here and there. Yeah. And there's probably, what, three or four scenes where he's driving the scene and it's like Mm -hmm. three or four minutes of just him doing his his act, you know, being super dumb and not understanding things or yelling or just yelling random stuff. And then there's a female version of him who's doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And when you have those two together for, like, four straight minutes of just them yelling dumb stuff back and forth, like, it's too much, I think. Like, they could have cut some of that out and tightened it up a little bit. Um, Yeah, I like that subplot, but I'd
1: agree that, you know, it didn't need to be in there. Yeah, They definitely could have taken at least some of it out and shortened it up. But... It seems like with some of these Will Ferrell movies, if I like the movie, you know, I like to I'll watch the deleted scenes mm. more than once. Yeah. This obviously, this movie and the first Anchorman had alternate versions, so like I like watching some fresh scenes, fresh jokes, because there are be multiple jokes or mm. different jokes for each scene, that type of thing. I kind of kind of keeps it fresh in my mind. Where if I'm just looking to laugh. Yeah, you know, I don't need a tight movie. You know, I don't even have to watch all of it. Maybe I'll just watch an hour, right? But I'll laugh my ass off for an hour. So, but yeah, I could see where it could have been a much tighter, more I guess, and I don't, crisp film.
3: And I don't know if it's something where like Steve Carell wanted more screen time, or they just wanted more screen time for him because he's become such a big name, kind of yeah. since the
1: original one. He was probably the second most popular character in the first film.
3: That's probably true. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. But, like, is it the first film that's just, you know, quick zingers here and there. I love Lamp. Why are we yelling? Mm -hmm. I killed a man with a trident. Yeah. You know, (laughs) like, it wasn't, like, extended scenes where he's just trying to fill the time with yelling and... You know Saying dumb stuff Mm -hmm. You know It was It was a lot more Quick one liners That uh, I think it worked better In the first one He has scenes In the second one That are like that Where he does Say the zingers And the one liners And Mm -hmm. then they go on To the next one uh, The next character Or whatever And and those work Just as well As in the first one I think Yeah You know It's just Those extended Those longer scenes Of him I didn't quite care for
1: Yeah because that Chani subplot definitely does not move the story forward at all. No. The overall no. story.
3: No. It, yeah, it does kind of seem thrown in there at times. Like, there's a whole scene in there where uh, the phone's ringing and she gets yelled at by her boss for not answering the phones because that's her job. hmm And then there's another scene where her boss is yelling at her because she mailed her phone messages <laughs> to her. And then... Like, Brick is yelling at her and running around in circles, screaming, mm-hmm. uh, and then they go on a date to a <laughs> soda machine at, laundry, at a laundromat, which I think if they had kept that scene and then clipped the other two scenes to make them, you know, a lot shorter, yeah, I, I think it would have worked better as a subplot to the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, in the first one, kind of tackled, I guess, the old way that news was and the misogyny or sexism inherent in that yeah. like, a system of, of news. In this one, we get kind of the race angle with Linda Jackson and then the introdu- introduction of the 24-hour news cycle. Yes. So, like I said, it starts off in the late 70s. It goes into nineteen eighty. It takes up after the first one left off with Ron and Veronica as husband and wife news team. Yeah, anchor team. And uh, apparently the Harrison Ford plays Mac Tannen. He's the he's kind of like a Walter Cronkite dude. Yeah. he's been doing the nightly news for thirty years, and he's stepping down. And
3: uh, <laughs> and Ron and Veronica are the the weekend anchors. Yeah, WBC in New York. And a possible heir apparent. Which I think is the, WBC I assume was the national news, was like ABC.
0: Yeah.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to confirm that. Yeah. Because they do, at the end of the first one, they say, you know, network they become network anchors. Okay. Yeah, and so, uh, Mac Tannen, he's got to pick his own replacement, so he calls Ron and Veronica in his office. <laughs> <laughs> And he offers Veronica the job, and then he fires Ron. He's the worst <laughs> man he's ever seen. And then there's a, a montage of Ron just fucking up. <laughs> just swearing on air, misspeaking. Just... Sneezing into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and then commenting on it. <laughs> oh, Did we mention we watched the unrated cut? Uh, yes, we, we should mention did that. Did we mention that? The extended
1: version, which is only about three minutes longer than the first, or the original, I should say. Yeah. And then there's also the R-rated supersized edition, which is...
3: It's like a half an hour longer.
1: It's 20-some minutes longer, because it's I think it's over 140 minutes. Yeah. And I like watching that, too, but it's also very long, (laughs) and not everyone's seen that version, so... Yeah, I guess could have done original, but I thought, well, fuck it. Extended's only three minutes longer. Anybody who buys a Blu-ray will go to extended or unrated.
3: Probably, yeah. I would think that would be the way to go.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hard to even get movies that have the original cut only. All comedy is it's original
3: or unrated. you going to click. Well, it's funny, too, because a lot of them are, like, the theatrical is PG-13. And then they put out an unrated one that's... Just chock full of fucks, yeah. There wasn't any nudity in this one, was it? In the unrated version, no. Usually they throw some nudity in there too. Yeah, not in the R rated, I don't think either. There's more
1: fucks in there, like, or there's that unrated uh, original, or uh, I should say, *Incredible one, yeah, where he says fuck about twenty times. Like Chris, i will never Part. ever
3: fucking say that. Wasn't <laughs> it Chris Parnell? Just starts going fuck. <laughs> I can't remember Fuck. <laughs> Fuck
1: Ron Fuck Fuck you Ron yeah, There's a lot of fucks Fuck in like a Five
3: minute period <laughs> And that's like the entire Gist of the, uh, the Extra footage If that like would have come out
1: after the King speech They probably, probably could have
3: You know gotten it in
1: You ever seen the King's speech? No it's PG thirteen, but there's a scene with like a dozen f-, f words in it.
3: Well, I thought it was originally rated R, and then they made a PG thirteen cut after it. Uh, not was nominated for. An I Oscar. believe they just
1: lobbied the MPAA three because it's educational and this you know the context of
3: why they're saying the word isn't you know malicious and all that. Okay, I knew they had changed the rating on it, but I didn't. Uh, I don't know what what the reason was. Is it any good, The King's Speech? I know it got nominated for an Oscar.
1: It's worth one watch. <laughs> well, it says R here in IMDb for King's Speech. What? What the H? I thought it was PG-13.
3: Let's see. If you scroll to the bottom, there's usually uh, alternate versions. Where? If you scroll like all the way to the bottom, like below the trivia. No, oh, they don't have it on here. That's weird.
1: Well, I may be wrong there. Don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So Ron's fired, and he uh, joins... Uh, seems like he goes back to San Diego and just joins SeaWorld.
3: Yeah, he's hosting the dolphin show. And that's uh, where we get these these lines.
2: Here's a fun fact.
1: <laughs>
3: Dolphins aren't
1: fish. They're mammals.
3: Uh, he goes on about how lonely he is. He's just a drunk... And then he introduces the couple trainers, couple female trainers. And he he, gets, he tries to get them to kiss him, and then he they turn him down, and he tries to get them to kiss each other. That's a no.
1: I guess I'm not sure, but it seems like they got the same little girl from the first movie, being this one. Although she looks like she's older than eleven, maybe not. But the girl uh in the first movie, you're an awful man, Ron Burgundy. And then in this one, she's in the crowd and says, uh, what, people hate you, Ron Burgundy, I think. <laughs> so I think it's the same girl. Maybe she just looks young for an age of 12, probably.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't paying that close attention to, to who it was. Maybe she's only 10 or 11, but either way. Um... I did like the scene that he got fired from that job. and <laughs> He's talking to Baxter, and he's decided to end it all. Mm-hmm. So he ties up a noose and wraps it around a hanging fluorescent <laughs> light. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets him out of chair. And I love he tells Baxter. What if you it? can't handle it, you leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> he just has these full-blown cool. conversations with his dog, which are hilarious. <laughs> uh, and the light, of course, doesn't hold him. And then uh, Freddy, Freddy Shap comes in. Mm-hmm. this is a good offer for you <laughs> what happened and R- ron's explaining what happened he says exactly what happened but he does it like he's lying <laughs> <laughs> like he's unsure yeah that's <laughs> what i did that's what happened yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like why that's clearly what happened <laughs> you don't have to say it like you're lying
1: he says a different in the r-rated version and it's just as funny oh yeah but yeah, I have a clip here. Uh, he takes Ron to lunch after this failed suicide attempt
3: <laughs> to get some pancakes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he tells him uh, the offer he has for him.
2: Mm. These are first rate flapjacks.
0: I'm telling you, suicide makes you hungry. I don't care what anyone says. My name is Freddie Schapp, and I'm a producer of a new kind of news. We're starting a 24 hour news channel, first of its kind, GNN the global news network <laughs> <laughs> that is
2: without a doubt the dumbest thing i've ever heard you mean news going 24 hours around the clock a channel that's never off in other words
0: yeah yeah just 24 <laughs> hours it's it's a no offense but you are a stupid asshole Mr. Burgundy, I assure you, we are 100% for real. We've got state-of-the-art facilities in Manhattan and Kench Allenby, multi-millionaire and owner of Koala Airlines. So glad he was acquitted of murder. I'm a big Kench Allenby guy. He's funding the whole network. Mm. He believes
2: in it. I don't think you understand, Freddy. My hero, Mac Tannen, told me
0: I was the worst journalist he'd ever seen. I'm not good enough. This is your uh, first week's salary By the hymen of Olivia Newton-John What what do you say, Ron?
2: I'll take the job And I swear I'll be number one again I'll I'll take back my son Restore my reputation and make everything right with Veronica But more importantly I'm going to do what God put Ron Burgundy on this earth to do have salon quality hair and read the news. you made my day. I've got the best damn news team in the world. Your call. I just have to find them.
1: Yeah, in the R rated version, uh, Freddie tries to give him his own team oh, yeah. of previously selected anchors. Okay. And he pulls out like this middle envelope and he has these pictures in there, and he has three guys. I think one of them is uh, Bob Costas. The one is Letterman, and then I can't remember who the third one is. He's like this guy's a guy from Indiana, Letterman. We'll get the gap in his teeth fixed, and like <laughs> he's like I, I'm gonna do. I'm only gonna do this with my own news team, that type of thing. So then he goes to find him, but it's kind of funny. At the time, it was you know unknown names, and now they're yeah. huge.
3: He's gonna go round up the team now.
1: Yeah, a global news network. Yeah, I think that's obviously an obvious obviously a cnn reference
3: i feel like that's been used in a bunch of other movies and tv shows seems like that yeah standard for cnn
1: like if you're watching a movie that has a lot of news scenes like if you're watching superman
3: yeah obviously
1: uh i mean well clark works for the daily planet yeah i don't i don't think they even have a uh, a TV or media section. It's just print.
3: But like they are talking on the news, like, oh, we saw Superman today and it's on like mm-hmm. GNN or something like yeah. that. I think South Park might have used it once or twice before they just said fuck it and started using the, the real name. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had like HBC and GNN. Now it's just like, oh, we'll just use whatever.
1: I forgot to mention you know, that dolphin scene. Did you uh, overhear the announcer? He said, uh, Sponsored by BP, nature's friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what was the oil spill, 2010, 2011? Yeah, I was thinking like, oh,
3: nine. Something like
1: that. Right around there. <laughs> so this was, I mean, the movie came out, you know, not too long after that.
3: Yeah. It's funny because they have the lens of hindsight to, to make these jokes. <laughs>
1: Captain <laughs> Hindsight? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it kind of relates a little bit to what we'll get into later with this synergy and these big corporations owning the, I mean, this was just a sponsor of a fucking dolphin show, but yeah, Koala Airlines owner is going to own GNN. So runs into some ethical problems and questions arise.
3: Conglomerate with, uh, several different industries underneath it.
1: Uh, so yeah, he's got to go find his news team. He finds champ running a chicken joint. Whammy (laughs) So no whammy
3: chicken or whatever? Whammy fried chicken (laughs) and his super racist commercial for it. (laughs) No Jews or Catholics are allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus (laughs) He's probably not making a lot of money in San Diego if he's not letting Catholics in. Yeah. And then (laughs) and then, you know, he's sitting down with Ron to eat some chicken. Or no, what did he before that? He got in a fight with a customer. The guy brought There's up. There's a, a used band-aid in yeah. his coleslaw. If you're from the census, you tell him to take <laughs> me off my list. <laughs> tell him to take me off the list. He's just paranoid. And it turns out he was making bats. Yeah. He's using bats instead of chicken. <laughs> it's the chicken of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> Champ has a lot of things <laughs> that are chicken and
1: in random places. Because, <laughs> you know, chicken of the sea is the tuna. Yeah. Well, he just thinks bad is chicken of the cave.
3: Well, it's, yeah. And it's,
1: cats are chicken of the rail yard. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it's because they're so plentiful, like chicken, yeah. you know. Chickens are pretty plentiful, so you just, it's, it's the chicken of wherever you got it from.
1: There's an alternate take where he says uh, cats are chicken of the highway underpass. <laughs>
3: like they go and pick up brian fantana and uh champ says uh i've been living in a tent for two years
1: (laughs) (laughs) and fantana's just up to his elbows and pussy (laughs) hit the big
3: time just photographing them (laughs) all them cat fancy uh covers oh
1: play with it play with it I hate Mondays.
3: <laughs> I hate Mondays, too. <laughs> he's got a point. Those are like Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Am I right? <laughs> oh, uh, So good. Yeah, uh, Brian Fantana is just making bank being a cat photographer. Mm-hmm. Got a mansion and everything. And he's going to give it up to go be a investigative reporter. For GNN. Then
1: they find Brick at his own funeral.
3: (laughs) He was lost at sea. Well, it was weird because they're like, Brick was lost at sea a year ago. And then they just happen to be having a funeral right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Reverend.
3: (laughs) Fred Willard's doing the eulogy. (laughs) And then Brick comes out to eulogize himself. That
1: R rated version
2: of that scene is where I got this clip from. Well, you could be a diaper salesman in Duluth, for all I care.
1: <laughs> How's that to Brick.
3: <laughs> he probably would be. <laughs> sounds like something he'd probably do.
1: Well, he had to get some work after he was done, you know, being an aide to the uh, Bush White House. He was part of the cabinet, right? Or was he an aide?
3: Yeah, but that's that's in the future.
1: I suppose. Yep.
3: I think they implied it was George W. Bush. Yeah. So it had been after 2000.
1: So then he would have been, I guess, 70 some (laughs) 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 Yeah. He's probably about 40.
3: Probably at least mid-40s. I think they're all around 50, to be honest. Except for maybe Fontana. He looks younger. I mean, in
1: this film, we're talking about the original.
3: In the second one. Because I think we'll...
1: Well... Let's see how old Will Ferrell is, huh? What do you say?
3: Will Ferrell? Like 53? Paul Rudd just turned 50.
1: That's right. Will Ferrell was born in 67.
3: July 67. So he's going to turn 52 this year. Yeah.
1: So yeah, if they wait until he gets upper 50s to maybe 60, I think he could play that over the hill or upper middle age. Newsman,
3: yeah. Steve Carell was born in '62, so was uh, David Kickner. and Paul Rudd turned fifty earlier this month. So, if they do the Y two K thing, they'd all be pushing seventy in that movie. Yeah, characters. But
1: by a strict timeline, which I wouldn't be necessarily opposed to that either. They could even age themselves up a little bit more. Yeah, with some makeup.
3: Yeah, for sure.
1: I just, I thought, you know, late 50s, 60 would be a better age for them to still want to run around and party and drink and go on escapades mm-hmm. with women, you know, because he's still married to Veronica, but they break up in the beginning of this one. Yeah. And he goes, you know, as a side subplot with Linda Jackson,
3: let's go have interracial sex. <laughs> <laughs> How about when they meet Linda Jackson? <laughs> That was an interesting scene. I have a clip. She comes in with a, a white male uh, assistant. <laughs> Isn't
1: that guy's name Donna? I swear she says, uh, we'll hear in the clip, but I think she says, Donna, get me some coffee.
3: That's. I kind of thought she said that, but I thought maybe it was Donald.
1: Yeah. That's
3: probably I mean, it what it just is. got cut off or something. But uh, was it, I think Champ, Tries to shake his hand, or Ron tries to shake his hand and says, "Nice to meet you, Linda." <laughs> like, like the dude's name was Linda.
1: Yeah. Um, and then
3: Champ. No, uh, Ron can't stop saying black.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Couple right before we get to that clip, two questions for you. Actually, just one. All right. Question is, do you know when Cruise Control came out? I thought maybe you'd know. I mean, I could Google it or ask, no, ask I don't. Siri. But I was wondering if cruise control might have been like, you know, brand new technology in the late 70s or 1980.
3: Possibly. It was probably from the 70s.
1: Siri, when was cruise control invented? Here's what I found. Tell me. I don't want to read. That's on Wikipedia.
3: (laughs) Fuck you, Siri. (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. Speed control was used in automobiles as early as 1900 in the Wilson Pilcher and also in the 1910s by Peerless. Interesting. Um, modern cruise control, also known as Speedostat or Tempomat, was invented in 1948 by the inventor and mechanical engineer Ralph Teeter. first car with Teeter's system was the 1958 Imperial. It's called autopilot at the time.
3: <laughs> yeah, it looks like not till the '60s that it was fairly. It accessible. looks like in uh,
1: 1860 or 1965, uh, AMC introduced a low-priced automatic speed control for its large-sized cars with automatic transmissions. AMC Cruise Command.
3: There it is. After the 1973 oil crisis and rising fuel prices, the device became more popular in the U.S. Okay,
1: I thought it might have been a, a
3: rather new thing at the time, but nope. But that uh, that scene in the Winnebago that there was an actual lawsuit about that same scenario, maybe ten or fifteen years ago, where somebody was had their uh, RV going down the highway. In cruise control, and they're in the back, chilling out, <laughs> and uh, they wrecked their uh, their RV, much like in this movie, and they uh, they sued the manufacturer because the owner's manual didn't say that you had to steer. You and shit me. So they had to add that to the owner's manual to. Prevent further lawsuits regarding it.
1: That's one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever heard. That's true, though. That's crazy. I remember that story. So I can see someone trying to, you know, scam the system and sue somebody for money. It was, but It was just an idiot. Dude. Yeah, but they, they were actually with. in the accident. <laughs> they, they could have died if they were actually chilling in the back, you know, not restrained or, at, you know, with a seatbelt. Right. You're just
3: bouncing around the inside of the Winnebago. But they were... They're doing that and they survived and then they sued Winnebago and said You didn't say I couldn't do that.
1: <laughs> Chappelle would say So I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Guess what? I did know that I couldn't do that.
3: Uh, I'm sorry, officer. <laughs> Uh, um, why do you have this bag of bowling balls in this open <laughs> aquarium of scorpions? It's a long story. And <laughs> his deep fryer that he just that he had installed in there.
1: <laughs> so they uh, get in a huge wreck and pretty much just brush it off,
3: <laughs> right? They just turn it back over and get going again.
1: In the R-rated version, they show up to the news station and like big casts. Oh yeah, it's a Brick has uh, one of those dog cone cast things around <laughs> his face. <laughs> but everyone else is on like crutches or has yeah. casts or whatnot. Of course he does. <laughs> um, then we get to meet Jack Lime, who is the West Mantooth replacement.
3: Out of Chicago.
1: Yeah, it's
3: hot shit. Number one anchor in America.
1: GNN is amass the greatest anchorman throughout the land for all, this endeavor
3: all the top regional teams bringing them together
1: um and then we get to the meeting with Linda jackson and it is one of the worst meetings
3: ever <laughs> not a good first impression we'll have
0: separate cameras uh you and then sports and then weather let me ask you this freddie how's the new head honcho well Linda Jackson has a shelf full of Emmys, is as tough as nails, Mm. and Linda loves to win. Oh, hey, Linda, I want to introduce you to Ron Burgundy. Linda Jackson, how are you, my friend? Ron, what? this is Linda
2: Jackson. Hello, Mr. Burgundy. Oh, um, Black. Black, Jesus, just stop, Ron. Oh. I'm terribly <laughs> sorry. I don't know why I can't stop saying black. The word black. Hello, Mr. Perkundee. Black! Stop. Black? Stop saying black. Black. Saying I, if I don't say it, I'll pass out. Uh, Donna, can you please get me a cup of coffee? Right away, Miss Jackson. Thank you. Please be seated. Everyone, sure. please be seated. Great. So, I know that all of you are aware that the news community is laughing at what we're trying to do here at 24-Hour News. But that is why they brought me in. She's the best. You see, gentlemen, I don't lose. Listen, I feel like I need to clear the air. Oh, please don't. I want to say on behalf of the entire news team, we are huge supporters of all African and Americans. Veronica got so tan. I remember the first African and American I ever saw. It's African-American. Are you sure? Yeah. Absolutely 100% positive. It isn't like Wrong. fish and chips. <laughs> hey, we're all the same on the
3: inside. Stinky and pink. When I was in high school, me and my buddies used to sneak in the girls' locker room. We'd peek at the girls in the shower. And I'd look at all of them, no matter what color they were.
0: So. Jesus, this is the worst meeting I've ever been in.
2: A black man follows me everywhere when it's sunny.
0: Actually, I think that's your shadow, Rick.
2: I call him Leon. And if it's a cloudy day, what happens to Leon? He goes home to shadow. He's talking about his shadow.
4: Shut your damn mouths! Sit down!
2: What is he doing? I think you scared him. You can't shout at Brick. Um, Is he he all right? Um, Can you sing him a soothing siren song? Just a high melodic. I'm not singing along with you. Oh, come on, Brick. Brick. Linda has a balloon.
0: better get him a balloon.
2: Is this for real, Freddy?
0: Linda, I'm, I'm sorry.
2: No, it's okay. It's okay. So you have a black boss. And it's freaking you out. Is it freaking you out?
0: A little bit. It freaked out? To
2: be honest. Is it freaking you out? Oh, oh, she's got a knife! I don't give a shit. We're not all here to hold hands and sing kumbaya. Black. So as long as you guys get numbers, we are gonna get along just fine. Now if you don't, I am gonna be icy. And unpleasant, you dig? I dig. We all dig. I like to dig. One time I went digging for treasure and I found a half body. Get out of my office. <laughs> See,
3: in that scene, Brick is just like spot on.
1: Yeah. There's so much tension in the room, like just uncomfortable <laughs> tension.
3: Veronica got tan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even if like you're, you're in the audience and you're watching this movie. And maybe you don't even find the first few black jokes funny, maybe think it's offensive. Yeah. But well, how do you not start laughing your ass off when Brick says that?
3: <laughs> right? There's a black man that follows me around <laughs> <laughs> when it's sunny. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just the perfect amount of Brick. You know. he, just, you know, he just chimes in what's the one here and there. Half of them they don't even acknowledge. Just ignore him, mm-hmm. and uh but yeah. So Linda's the boss. They they kind of make a big deal about her being black in this scene, but it doesn't really become an issue the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah. Well, when her and Ron square off, it's not really a, a black thing. It's more of a woman man thing. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna hit a woman. And oh yeah, she has what five brothers, and three of them are defensive backs <laughs> in the NFL. Champ says, just do
3: what men have been doing for all time and hit her. <laughs> <laughs> He's so awful. <laughs>
1: and I looked at all of them, regardless of the color.
3: <laughs> it's so terrible. Oh. Oh, uh, did we mention uh, Ron made a bet with Jack Lime? Yep about who's going to get the best ratings on the first night.
4: Yeah.
1: And Jack has the primetime <laughs> slot. And Ron has the <laughs> 2 to 5 a.m. graveyard shift. Right.
3: And the uh, the stakes are what? If if Jack wins, he shaves his head, right? So, no, he
1: has to quit the business, move out of New York, and he'll never read the news again.
3: Right. I thought he was going to shave his head, too. but no. I don't remember. I don't think so. But if... Ron wins. Jack Lime has to legally change his name to Jack Lame. (laughs) God, there
1: was an issue with that. Uh, Because people have bet things like that before on sports. Yeah. I have to change my name. And I can't remember what the deal was. I think there was something revolving around the Colts or Peyton Manning. Didn't some guy have to change his name to Peyton Manning when the Colts won the Super Bowl? Or maybe when the Broncos won? I don't... I can't remember if the... I know there was an issue like this where the judge uh, decided it wasn't a good enough reason and we wouldn't let, let him change his name. Huh. Something like that.
3: I don't remember hearing about that, but... Well, That's you, just
1: one judge and this you, is a fucking movie, so... You gotta come matter, up
3: but. with a better reason, though. Like, you gotta get her done. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can't... You can't just go in there and say, oh, it's for a bet. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course they're not gonna let you change it if it's for a bet. <laughs> I mean, you gotta have a, that's a lot of paperwork. Yeah, uh, issue all new ID cards, Social Security. Not- notify everybody. I think they have to uh, put out a blurb in the local newspaper to let everybody know.
1: Yeah, you know, just say you're doing it for religious purposes.
3: Pretty much. Yeah, it's my slave name.
1: Jack LeMay He shouldn't be doing that (laughs) Alright So yeah that leads into Brick Finding his new lady, his new love interest We've talked about that before So we don't really need to touch on it Too much more It's it's a plot that doesn't really do anything There's
3: really nothing there that drives the rest of the story
1: Yeah
3: Ron heads back to Uh meet up with Veronica and Walter. <laughs> and he meets Gary.
1: <laughs> He's uh, one of the most successful psychologists in New York, right? Yeah. And
3: Ron keeps confusing that for psychic. Yep. I'll just say every time I hear the word Walter now, I think of this wrestler that's in NXT UK named Walter. <laughs> And I I had heard of him before, but he he debuted back in January. And then he won the title for WrestleMania weekend, and he's a big dude from Austria. And every time I hear Walter, that's all I can think of. So they kept saying Walter in this movie because that's Ron's kid's name, and I'm just like thinking of the wrestler the whole time.
1: You hear it a lot more in the uh, R-rated version. <laughs> you know that scene in the uh, towards the beginning when he leaves, <laughs> he's. He has some life lessons for young Walter. Oh, yeah. Watch out for the he she's down by the Bowery. <laughs> yeah. And he's old enough to hear this, you know. He's got hair in his nugs. <laughs> and he's, like, he's six. <laughs> he's a man. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Walter? Are you listening? Walter! Walt he starts yelling at the top of his lungs. Walter! And Ron is like, he's looking at you, Ron. What? And then he goes into his spiel, but it's just hilarious. How He says it like eight times in a row. Walter! <laughs> he's just staring at him like, what? <laughs> Isolate that, just yelling Walter. Prick you up a little bit.
3: A little bit.
1: Um, I think we can get to their, I guess, team meeting. And what they're so it's he, like they're doing a, the first production meeting the day of yeah. air
3: do so you want to talk more about his meeting with Gary and Veronica and Lace Man <laughs> <laughs> I guess <laughs> 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 We're a present for Walter was <laughs> <laughs> uh, a negligee yeah lace black lace <laughs> it's a superhero costume <laughs> Lace Man he keeps trying to throw punches at Gary, too, and Gary keeps ducking him. Stop reading my mind! <laughs> so Ron is the slowest at throwing punches. He, he telegraphs it. Yep. I guess there's not a whole lot there, other than Veronica has moved on. Yep. After Ron left her over, her taking over for, uh...
1: Mac uh, Tannen. Mac Tannen. And- so yeah this is their i guess first production meeting they're having the first day of air <laughs> and they don't even know what the fuck they're going to do on their broadcast so they start brainstorming
2: presidents are being asked to evacuate the area. 24 hours of news how are they going to keep coming up with this stuff my guess is they'll probably be scraping the bottom of the barrel no i have a feeling they'll stick with their integrity and only report the news that needs to be reported Let's see here. Global temperatures rise half a degree. Alarm climate scientists. Boring. China could dominate the world economy in the next decade. Dun 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 dun. Nope. Anyone else? What if we show a porno instead of the news? Freddie? No, absolutely not. Why well, not? What if we get one of those wildlife handlers? We have them bring in, oh, big cats, big game cats. You know, wild, dangerous tigers and lions and leopards yeah. and, and the such. We let them loose inside the studio with with about a dozen chickens. We play rock music. And we just
0: call it Letter Rip. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Letter Rip? You're describing the end of civilization. That's not news. If that's the end of times,
2: I'm I'm in, I got a front row seat with a big tub of buttered popcorn and a and a greasy half-live chicken leg. Okay, so obviously this is a waste of time. I'm done. Freddy, come on. We're just brainstorming here. We're trying to figure out how to make the news less
0: boring and you act like we peed in your milkshake. The news is supposed to be boring, Ron. serious stuff. You're the one that made this stupid bet. I just don't know why we have to tell the people what they need to hear.
2: Why can't we just tell them what they want to hear? Wait, 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 wait. Say that again? I said, why do we have to tell the people what they need to hear? Why can't we just tell them what they want to hear? And what do they want to hear, Ron? That we live in the greatest country God ever created. Damn straight! Made him happy. And we should do stories on, on patriots. Cute, funny little animals. huh? Uh, diets. Uh, why blondes have more fun. And serious investigative pieces
0: mm-hmm. about how much ejaculate is on hotel duvets. And only the best sports highlights. Home runs, slam dunks, touchdowns, and no soccer.
2: I like the wind. Brick's right. People love hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, floods. We'll throw brick
0: right in the middle of it. You'd do that? People go nuts. I'd watch that. No, this goes against every rule of broadcast journalism I know.
2: Freddy, as the wise man once said, so?
0: We got ten hours till we go on.
2: We'll only need eight.
1: Yeah, I mean... Obviously, this is mostly about the 24-hour news cycle, but also, you know, the way it kind of changed news, champ talking about sports there with just highlights. Yeah. Uh, ESPN first launched on September 7th, 1979. So, it would have been pretty much the exact same time as (laughs) as what's going on in this scene. Because this is late 79 or early 1980, so...
3: Well, and it's it's true though. Like with sports, all they do is show home runs and touchdowns and slam dunks, regardless of your team won. Yeah. <laughs> like they they make a big deal out of a, uh, a losing team just because a guy dunked the ball twice.
1: Yeah. And some of the more analytical shows, they'll show you some other plays. Yeah. If you're just watching Sports Center, it's. They show you you're watching a baseball game highlight, and it's three home runs and a strikeout. Whammy. It's a it's a strikeout to end the game. Whammy. That's it. Whammy. <laughs> whammy, 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 whammy.
3: And then yeah, it's all it all turned into what do they call them? Public interest is that what they called? But yeah, it's it's not hard. It's soft news.
1: Yeah,
3: is what it turned into. But, you know, what are you going to do? you got 24 hours to fill. Yeah. There isn't something happening at all hours of the day. Sometimes you got to make something up.
1: I'm sure they're only going to report the news that needs to be reported. <laughs>
3: they're not going to scrape the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> right. But uh, it works. Yep. Linda fires them for changing the format.
1: And for... Talking about vaginas on their first show. Um, Yeah, their show is basically a big rah-rah go America show. And I think today probably the the closest thing to it would be Fox News. But it wouldn't be specific to any channel. I think it kind of changes with whoever is in the White House, basically. Yeah. Because, you know, when Obama was in, it was CNN and those stations, you know, everything's all bright and sunny.
3: Well even like America's be, the best. Like before Trump was in office, like now it's all Trump all the time. Mm-hmm. But like before that, like around the time this movie came out, it wasn't all politics all the time. So it was more of those fluff pieces kind of filling the the gaps between the hard news or the, the big stories of the day. Yeah. Because they weren't doing pundits talking about the white house and congress Mm -hmm. all day long or different conspiracies and uh investigations and whatnot so i think at the time of this movie came out it was probably more accurate to what channels were doing as far as the coverage they were they were putting out there
1: yeah it doesn't always have to be happy stuff either as long as it the public gets a positive response to it. Cause if you think about after nine 11, it's like how many oh, even yeah. like years of, you know, here's a story of, you know, this firefighter who went up the North tower and such and such mm-hmm. and survived by his wife and kids. And, you know, the wife has started a foundation in his honor and it yep. helps so and so. And they do special interest pieces, kind of uplifting stuff. Yeah stuff that you can't get mad at when you <laughs> watch the news if that's what you're watching.
3: Right. But but yeah, it's, a lot it's, of it's not Go stuff, America Go stuff. Yeah, it's not stuff that you need to know, yeah. you know, like you could go your whole life without knowing a lot of these stories, yeah. but you know, they got time to fill. Yeah. And people are interested in it. They want to watch it. It gets ratings. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it.
1: Yeah. I know Fox News has kind of been dominating the ratings for a long time. I can't remember if they were ever second during the Obama tenure because I wonder if because obviously Fox News would have been a little more critical of Obama than CNN or any other network. So I wonder if that correlated with the people's viewership of maybe a network that was more doom and gloom versus one that was maybe more cheerful. Like during Obama, like CNN or something like that?
3: I don't know. Um, I feel like the people that watch cable news are probably more likely to watch Fox News just because they're in that demographic. At least up until...
1: Unless you're at an airport.
3: Yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) Or at the gym or something like that. It's
1: CNN. But you go into a McDonald's, at least around here, it's always Fox News. You notice that?
3: I don't usually go inside. I know
1: you're you're a drive-through guy, but <laughs> any McDonald's you go into, at least around the c- the cities here, yeah, there's a TV in there. It's always on Fox News. Yeah, I can believe that. So assume they have a.
3: It's like an X-Men movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I assume they have some sort of agreement. Just like I think CNN has an agreement with a lot of airlines or airports,
3: something like that. That's weird. That they would have contracts for what channels they can show. Why? I wonder if it's because... So they just pay for it. I wonder if it's because there's a bunch of old white dudes that go to McDonald's for breakfast. They put it on Fox News and then nobody ever changes it.
1: <laughs> Never fails. You go into a McDonald's <laughs> at about 8, 9 in the morning. There's a two tables of old people just drinking coffee. <laughs> right. Two of them have hash browns so and that's like, about it. There's like eight of them. Just and they'll be there for three hours.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are reading the newspaper.
1: Yeah. Just circles the table twice. It takes them all three hours to read it. <laughs> least, Seven-year-olds that don't work just retired and at least meet the, their buddies at McDonald's in, at seven a.m.
3: In the suburbs around here, that's pretty pretty <laughs> common. That's
1: all it is. That's that's the only people that are in McDonald's from seven to ten a.m.
3: They just need something to do in the morning. Get away from the wife, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But that's that would probably explain why all those McDonald's are on Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's their
1: demographic.
3: Because the people that watch CNN aren't in there long enough to watch the, the TV. Yeah. But uh, anyways, Ron's plan works. It's a big hit. Big hit. The biggest His, ratings of the night. As
1: Freddie says, uh, it's total crap and they can't stop watching <laughs> right.
3: it. He triples the, the ratings of... Uh, Of uh, Jack, Jack Lime. And so Jack has to change his name (laughs) to Jack Lame, And then what? They gave uh, Rana's team the the primetime slot. Yeah. And basically creative control. Yeah. Which means lots of graphics. I want more graphics.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that because it seems. Well, I wouldn't say graphics have gone down. I think they're better at
3: hiding them. It looked like Fox Business Channel, because they had the tickers on all four <laughs> yeah. sides, and then it was a quad box, Yeah, <laughs> and they're all yelling at each other.
1: <laughs> There's four people, and one of them's a reverend or, or father or something like that, and Ron Bergen is like, good father attempt to shut his mouth for just one minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love those shows. Everyone's arguing over oh, each other.
3: I think CNN has up to like eight people at a time on their shows now.
1: They'll have panels with eight, yeah. But I've never, yeah. Nobody goes past the quad box at least yet.
3: It's it's ridiculous. Well,
1: sometimes they'll have four people in a box, and then Anderson Cooper by himself. Yeah. So you'll see the four people in the box,
3: and then you can hear him kind of narrate. I don't watch Drag Race, but I have seen clips where they've had at least seven boxes. Really?
1: Yeah. So is there? Okay. So wait.
3: So, like, the, it's the host, and then they have seven satellite
1: guests. So, eight boxes. Or you saying or six, six guests? I think six and guests.
3: The and then the oh. host. They might have done the, the Octobox, but I don't know. They might not do the Octobox because NFL Red Zone probably has a pet it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> but I've seen it where they've had more than four people discussing a topic. And it's. Ridiculous. It's way too many.
1: Especially if it's CNN and everyone agrees with each other. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and they get the one guy, the one token guy who disagrees, and then they just all yell at him.
1: They'll find the dumbest Republican they can find and they're like, hey, you want to be on the show so we can all just kick the shit out of you on air?
3: They get one of the, they get a faux Republican who actually is a liberal and that just <laughs> agrees with everyone. Either else that
1: or lives. just a complete moron. He was a, a like a one term congressman, you yeah. know, eight years ago. It's like You sucked as a Republican politician So now you're on this show for six years
3: Just a masochist Just likes the (laughs) abuse
1: They pay him just enough to be the pin needle of the group
3: (laughs) They just call them names and shit Well There's a bit of a montage After they smoke crack on live TV
1: (laughs) I love it when they do Cooking segments
3: (laughs) There's this new thing around Everybody's doing it It's called crack
1: (laughs) And we have some crack here in the here, studio, here we we're go. all going to try some. Here, you put it in your pipe. Is
3: that where they get the phrase, put it in your pipe and smoke <laughs> it? I, I don't know, but we'll try it. They got arrested, but they got let go. Oh, that's good. That is an
1: immediate <laughs> rush.
3: <laughs> they won some Emmys. Yep. They a small, a short clip of them with their Emmy trophies.
1: And they finally, after several months, they are the number one network even eclipsing uh, Veronica's network, WBC. Yep. Uh, then he starts a relationship with Linda Jackson.
3: Yeah, which starts very aggressively from her side. <laughs> Is uh, he? He has a, a me too story.
1: Yep. Cause he's a uh, what a shooting rocket, and she wants to take him for a ride <laughs> to the top. Apparently,
3: <laughs> something like that. Well, it's funny too because like, she's a
1: star fucker.
3: She's got she got a window. Like a glass wall in her office, and it's got blinds on it. And then you, she pushes Ron up against it, and you realize it's overlooking the news uh, studio.
1: <laughs> the blinds aren't even drawn. Yeah. They're open. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they end up going on a date.
1: And then uh, she takes them home to dinner with the family. <laughs> this is after a big montage of them having sex.
3: Yeah, Ron can't stop yelling about having interracial sex <laughs> at this fancy restaurant. Yep. I can't control the volume of my voice and I'm excited.
1: And then at the dinner with her family, he tries to address the white elephant of the room, <laughs> breaking down the barriers of race by assimilation. <laughs> so he just says the worst, most racist, just stereotypical awful. things. Just awful He's things. heard on television, probably.
3: Oh, man. <laughs> and then he's like, all he can talk about is having sex with uh, Linda. And they keep saying, we don't talk about that at the dinner table. hmm And he just keeps going on and on and on. And then he just says, like he said, the most racist things. Yep. What do you, he calls them like, uh, what does he call them? Like needle-pushing bitches or something like that?
1: uh. I think he says, well, one of you pipe-hitting bitches passed me the the peas or something like that. That was,
3: like, the last straw. (laughs) (laughs) And then they show him leaving, you know, they're in a taxi on the way home, and he's got bruises all over his face because he got
1: stomped. And she's not even too mad about it. She's like, yeah, it was half my fault. (laughs) He's like, you did did invite me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say it was your fault, but...
3: But in the meantime, Brian Fontana's been working on a story about uh, Koala Airlines. Yep. And
1: well, we don't know it's
3: Koala at that
1: time, but okay, it's airline parts that are falling <laughs> off of airplanes.
3: <laughs> and landing on people. <laughs> we call it death from above. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Allenby puts kibosh on it. Yep. I got a clip from that here. It's all about synergy. Hello, Miss Jackson. Didn't mean to scare you.
2: Mr. Allenby, I wasn't expecting you to...
3: Yeah, no, I know. Neither was I. But then I heard about this little story that Ron Burgundy and Brian Fantana are running. You see, some of the planes from my airline have had parts falling off them lately. Is it a problem? Yeah. Is it being fixed? I don't know, probably. But if that story runs, then koala stock will plummet
2: Can't just pull the story, that would be unethical.
3: We own the news. We can do whatever we want. That's one of the perks. It's called synergy. One company working with another. To synergy. Synergy. It's a made-up word.
1: <laughs> so, I think one obvious example of that would be the Washington Post and their owner, Jeff Bezos. Yes. Who owns Amazon. How many articles critical of Amazon do you think you'll find at the Washington Post? It's
3: probably pretty few well i know once once uh Amazon bought the washington post they uh i forget where I heard this but they switched their like incentives for writers from like you know journalist integrity to clicks yeah Like
1: most, uh, not just Washington Post or Amazon, a lot of, that's pretty much every news outlet.
3: And so they have to push out like a certain number of articles and tweets every hour or every day, Mm -hmm. and they they have to get a certain number of clicks, otherwise they're, you know, up for uh, corrective action or whatever.
1: More deadlines.
3: And so it's definitely a conflict of of interest when you're going for ratings uh, over content. And I
1: forget some of the uh um uh, some of the bigger conglomerates that own a lot of the major news networks. You chase it up the ladder. I'm sure some of them are owned by GE, I bet.
3: Yeah, I forget.
1: And there's different it's not just always that one company yeah. will own a, a newspaper or a news outlet down the chain, but some of them have multiple owners, some have investors. Uh-huh. Like sometimes there's you hear about different news organizations that, you know, take money from, you know, princes in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. And maybe they have some articles that are less critical of Saudi Arabia or or that's as an example. I don't have a specific news article I can point to for that, but I've seen things like that happen. I think BuzzFeed has some sort of an investor from the Middle East. Probably might have been cutter i'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sure but but there's something like that there's different it, it's not just middle east it could be from um, anywhere everyone's got a special interest
3: right like comcast owns nbc and all its affiliates Yeah. um cnn is part of the i think viacom i think so like cbs and all them Uh, let's see what else is there.
1: Disney owns ABC.
3: Disney owns ABC. ESPN, that's another. Fox is part of News Corp.
1: What else does News Corp own?
3: Uh, the Wall Street Journal.
1: Okay. Yeah.
3: So they still own the Fox Network and Fox News. And then they sold virtually everything else to Disney.
1: 20th Century Fox films and.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
1: Fox Searchlight. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to look up the line. Look up the tree.
3: Yeah, every network, a uh, news, every news network on TV, like major news network, is corporate. Mm-hmm. They have a corporate owner who owns who knows how many other products and how many other different industries, and they don't always disclose all those relationships when they're reporting the news.
1: That's what'll get. People mad about criticism of major news outlets, right? Not just like CNN, but talk about like you know New York Times or you know Rolling Stone or uh, any. I mean, Rolling Stone is not just news; it's larger I, media, but they have think, news type things. I
3: think Rolling Stone has earned their uh, skepticism.
1: All their special investigative pieces, like oh the uh,
3: all the people that they I, accused of rape without yeah. evidence. Yeah, holy shit! He got
1: sued and. Some people are critical of these news outlets. People say, you can't do that. This is journalism. Right. You can attack journalism. (laughs) And then these are the same types of people who say corporations are bad. I'm like, they're a fucking corporation. Why the fuck aren't you critical of them? Uh, You should at least ask questions.
3: Well, and the fact that there's been so many, like, from every major network, so many stories that ha- especially recently that have turned out to be wrong or misleading or just straight up debunked and there's been little to no recourse or correction or you know the the correction story is nowhere near as big as the 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 uh for lack of a better term fake news that they put out yeah and The fact that it's so prevalent across the board and people still will dismiss one station because they disagree politically, but they'll just say everything this other station says is 100% fact, Mm -hmm. when you could say, that's not true.
1: Or just think about it with these news outlets pretty much selling half their product via Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. If they have some big news story that come out, they tweet it out. becomes a big viral hit, and has, there has to be a correction. Mm-hmm. They don't erase that initial tweet. They send out another tweet saying, hey, we got a correction uh, to this story. Of course, it's not that uh, blatant or obvious. Right. They might tweet out a correction, but that's not going to get nearly as many hits as the one that already has fucking
3: two million hits. Or they'll reply to to their original tweet and say, uh, we've updated this. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, well, everybody already saw the original one. They're not going to go back and see the, yeah. the reply. Very few people do that. So, Well, and then they retweet the same thing like every hour. If yeah. it's, a, if it's a, a big enough story, they do a new tweet every hour with the same story. And like, yeah, well, how many of those tweets are they going to go and, and correct or update or, or delete?
1: And then you got to think about all the stories that they sell via Twitter that are just about Twitter. Everyone's Twitter reactions.
3: Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> that's all Yahoo and HuffPo do. That isn't news. <laughs> they go to the they go to the trending topics and they say Twitter exploded at this person, and then they just go and find like the the most popular tweets and copy and paste them in, and that's an article.
1: It doesn't take much to trend on N- Twitter. No, a few thousand mentions probably. Mm-hmm. Yet there's 327 million people in the country. <laughs> and they'll leave it a story that has, you know, 100,000 tweets. or like, Yeah. People are not happy about this. I'm like, really? Well, 100,000 people. And it's a very distinct, I guess, uh, population of the overall Twitter population, which right. is still pales in comparison to the
3: country's population. Well, like, they handpick the tweets to, they pick the ones that match their narrative. And you'll get, you know, they'll have a tweet in there with like 50 likes. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, 20 retweets. And it's like, well, do you think that really is a good gauge on the overall opinion on this topic?
1: Yeah, especially when they have bots to do the retweeting for them. Right. Like news outlets, not saying a lot of people do, but remember there was that story about uh, CNN. You've heard of that James O'Keefe guy, right? He's that right wing guy that does the undercover stuff.
3: Oh, the yeah, the Project Veritas guy.
1: Yeah, he had a big claim that he had all these moles in CNN and uh, he was going to blow the lid off of CNN. This, time. this came out like a year or two ago.
3: He kind of did. That's the one where Van Jones said that. The <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm, ta- I'm talking about one before that Was a, it was a different one? Yeah, it was a different one. Okay.
1: There were all these huge revelations that were going to be talked about, discussed. And it was m- mostly lackluster. Yeah. It did not pack the punch that he promise to deliver however uh i thought it was i found out about that not because i follow this james guy is because i saw an article on cnn about it saying this james o'keefe guy says he's going to release some you know things about us in a couple hours and there was an article that you know we're not worried uh-huh. this guy is uh he was convicted of uh, illegally trespassing on uh, f- or what he used uh, false means to enter a federal building it's like well that's what fucking undercover journalism is i guess but regardless you know, so they discredit them and they kind of say they're not worried about it and i was i saw this news story in cnn back when i was like going to cnn every day to yeah. see what they're what's what's going on in the news or seeing what they say is going on in the news mm-hmm. and i saw this story in the morning and then i went to twitter and i was looking for it and nothing had come out yet there was Some people tweeting about it, but, Mm -hmm. you know, not like a big thing. And then I went back to CNN because it was a story that they published that day. And I looked on the front page and the story was gone. And I go, what? Why is it gone? I scroll down the whole page. I scrolled all the way down the bottom. Mm -hmm. Nothing was not there. So I was like, they didn't delete the article, did they? (laughs) And so I typed in whatever the article's name was in CNN. And sure enough, I found it. They still had it. They just removed it. They just buried the, it. They buried it off of their front page so they can say that, yeah, we knew that was coming. It's not a big <laughs> deal. But I think they started hearing what was going to come out of it. And they were like, well, we probably don't want to send more people to his stories. Yeah. And when it came out, it was a lot of nothing. But one of the things that it allegedly discovered, because I don't have the info in front of me. Mm-hmm. I'll just give the generalities of it all. But basically half of their CNN's Twitter followers are are bots. And the people who tweet out the stories yeah. are then told to retweet it using a bunch of those bots to make those stories seem more credible. So they have thousands and thousands of retweets that are just fake. Yeah, They just retweet it to pump up, make a trend, make it seem like it's
3: like people are talking about. Yeah. It.
1: Like it's a, like it's a solid story. And I was like, mm, it's, pretty shady
3: like <laughs> right. journalistic it's not like they're the ones that do it i'm sure all of them do it that must have been around the time that twitter went and deleted everybody's bot followers
1: well yeah i'm sure they deleted all the news all the news companies
3: <laughs> bot followers because i know they because you can still buy them i i know they they did a purge maybe two or three years ago
1: this would have been before that and i think yeah. this was like a Stories about four or five years ago. Okay. I
3: I can't remember how long ago. It was before I was on Twitter, but I know they made a big deal about they were going to purge as many bots as they could off of there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, celebrities were losing, like, 50,000, 100,000 followers, and, you know, it's because it's they're fake. Yeah. So... I'm sure every news outlet does kind of the same thing though
1: there was all from this his journalistic or i guess this piece that he did. There was also a couple of quotes that painted some of the or painted some of the editors and directors in a you know not so positive light about kind of shady things, but it's the type of thing that you see pretty much in any other major news outlet
3: yeah I know like some of the stuff I've seen out of his out of him is uh like they did the the one a couple of years ago, where they went undercover at CNN, looking into the the Russian investigation and the coverage on that. Yeah, and he got people talking about that and how they're running with it because it gets ratings, you know. And it Van Jones on there, and he said, "Well, it's a big nothing burger because there would have been stuff, that, you know, that came out already." Yeah. And you know, 2 years later, like, well, that's kind of what happened. But <laughs> <laughs> but like people were tuning into it, so they just kept running with it and, you yeah. know, speculating and guessing, you know, th- this could have happened or that could have happened. And
1: speculating just like they're doing with the uh car chase.
3: Yeah. Which
1: I'll have to play that. I didn't play that already, did I?
3: No, not yet. Okay, that's the next clip. But uh yeah, so that's kind of the same thing with Going to get back to the movie here. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not what they need to hear. You know, they they didn't need to hear about the Russian investigation every night for two years when there wasn't any news coming out <laughs> of it. Yeah. But that's what people wanted to hear, so they they put it out there. Yeah. And here in uh, the clip you're going to play here, Veronica got an interview with uh, Yasser Arafat. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, Ron Burgundy decides he's going to cover a car chase in Milwaukee <laughs> and be more and more fascinated with the car chase. Yep.
0: Tonight, I interview Yasser Arafat, the secretive head it's of terrible. the PLO. We're on at 20, Ron. 20. Right. You ready? What's that? Huh? Oh, that's nothing. That's just a car chase of the satellite feed from Milwaukee. You know what?
2: Give it to me live to start the broadcast.
0: No, that's not news,
2: Ron. Give it to me live, okay? And don't question me again, Bill. Bill
0: now, to you, the, the modern viewer. This. Here we go. Reporting on a Five, car chase may seem four, commonplace. Four, three. But in 1980, two, it was unheard of.
2: Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, reporting live from New York. We have breaking news developing in our nation's heartland. A high-speed car chase is in progress, Keep reaching the breaking speeds news logo. of 100 up. Up miles per hour. And for the first time in news history, we will stay with it live until it resolves in either a huge accident or Richard! a massive shootout. Hurry, get in
4: here! There's a car chase on the
2: news! This is the pulse of what's going on in our country right now. It's Freddy, what's going on? Going- why is our local car chasing the TV?
0: It's Burgundy, he insisted. Can't you see what
2: the son of a bitch is doing? He didn't have a story, so he made one. You can't do that. Tell so Ron to speculate who's driving the car. Ron, speculate on who's driving the car. Uh, we believe the driver may be on drugs. He's probably 6'7, six, 6'8 but a skinny six, seven, six, eight, about 160. He may have a hostage or two. Uh, we don't know, he
0: could have something. The yes. lines are lighting up. It's about the chase. I've never seen anything like it. Mr. Arafat, is there any scenario by which peace could be reached with Israel?
3: Peace is what burns in my heart. Um, I am committed to it. What was it,
0: excuse me. What happened to the?
3: The network cut to another developing story, some kind of crazy car chase.
0: Who covers a car chase? I am sitting here with the most important interview of my entire career, and they're cutting to a car chase?
2: I would like to watch the car chase. You need to shut your mouth. This is extremely gripping. Oh, oh, he just hit a car. He just hit a car. He hit a car. Did you see that? He hit a car. Wow. He hit the car. He hit the car. car. When did the news get awesome? And he just loses it. Wow, that's exactly what we needed. It was getting a little boring.
3: He doesn't have a story, so he just made one up. Yeah. And that's so true.
1: I almost picked that as my clip uh, one time. It's probably like six seven, six eight, but like a skinny six seven, <laughs> six eight, like 150.
3: <laughs> Speculate on who's driving. That's uh, commonplace these days. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a takeoff on the OJ Simpson chase. Yeah. Where they literally cut into every other broadcast to show uh ac driving oj uh down the freeway at about 40 miles an hour
1: was it the uh, next playoff game had it in the uh, lower right hand corner
3: no they cut away picture from the picture they cut away from the playoff game completely
1: i thought they had it's a uh, picture in picture
3: i don't think they had picture in picture back then they just they went straight to the full screen to the uh the car <laughs> chase
1: i remember watching the oj simpson chase do you
3: I'm sure I did. I mean, I was seven. I was eight, I guess. So, yeah. And I was big into basketball, so I was probably watching the game.
1: There was a really good 30 for 30 on that. What was it? I forget the date it was. It was like June 16th or 17th, 1994. Yeah. Because there was a lot of things happening at the time. Because he had the, the NBA playoffs. Yep you had uh, i think there was uh, the US Open uh golf okay. was going on there was uh there was like one or two other major sporting events going on at the same time mm-hmm. and it was like every it was all happening on the same day <laughs> and it was like everything was just going fucking nuts and everything just pretty much cut away to OJ right. Simpson
3: yeah that that 30 for 30 was fantastic it's mm-hmm. a two-parter and then uh Inf- Wait,
1: you're you're talking about the OJ the, the O. J. one. I'm talking about an early one, one of the first thirty for thirties that oh, just, the name of it, it was was, just on that date. was the date. Okay. Just that just that day. I don't everything on, that was going on in sports on that day. Yeah,
3: I didn't see that one. I saw the O. J. Simpson one. Which is great. Mm-hmm. The FX miniseries on uh OJ Simpson American tri- uh, crime story. Yeah. OJ Simpson case or whatever. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. I would recommend that one.
1: Like I gotta say, you know, I'm guilty as the next person. I love a good car chase on the news.
3: There used to be shows that were just car chases. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that, that
1: the highlights of previous car chases that were on news
3: networks? That, that helicopter pilot that uh, became transgender later and then yelled at Ben Shapiro. What's that one? No, that was the dude that was in all the car chase. He was flying the helicopters. He also did the uh the helicopter footage during the LA riots when the dude got okay. his, his uh, head smashed with a brick. He's okay. on a bunch of these different. I guess he's a she now. She's on a bunch of different uh documentaries about it, but I'm pretty sure she did all the uh or a lot of the uh helicopter work in those uh car chase uh TV series.
1: Mhm. I think it's because it's easy for us to kind of take ourselves out of the situation. You know, it's, I mean, even here you know, in Milwaukee, that's far enough away. And yeah. It's not here. So I don't care if anybody gets hurt type of, I mean, you do, but
3: well, like you're at home, right? And it's yep. on the TV. It doesn't feel real. Yeah. I remember when this is
1: about three years ago and I was slipping through. And I think I passed by CNN and this is when, Remember a few years ago when Turkey there was an attempted coup, parts of the military Very started good. fighting uh, some, there' was some little skirmishes with the military and it was a, you know headline, attempted coup ongoing in Turkey. and they had live shots Damn. and then a bunch of different um, shots that replay over and over where there' was a lot of there was thousands and you know tens of thousands of people in the streets mm-hmm. protesting you know for the coup against the coup. So there was, like, military that was on both sides. There were shots fired at at crowds. Mm-hmm. It was huge news, and I was like, holy shit, like, there's a fucking war starting right now live on the <laughs> news. Yeah. I remember I I uh, texted Jones. I was like, turn to CNN right now. Like, this shit's fucking crazy. And I watched it for hours. And there was, uh, I mean, there was explosions. There was, I remember there was a showdown with some helicopters at uh, one of the government buildings.
3: Yeah. <sighs> And it
1: was like, uh, not too many people were killed or hurt. Mm -hmm. I think there was, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I think there were dozens, if not maybe a couple hundred people hurt and probably, you know, a few fatalities. What's one of those things where, you know, well, that's halfway around the world. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, if there was a coup going on in the U.S., I think I'd have a
3: different (laughs) outlook on it. Do you remember when the the war in Iraq started? Yeah, well the the second one, right? Well, yeah, the one <laughs> after the one after 9/11. Yeah. They uh Shock and awe? Yeah, they basically scheduled a live <laughs> coverage of them shooting missiles into into Iraq. Yep. Uh under the cover of night. And it was like a a fireworks show. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's It was like a television event of the season, you know, spectacular. And it's like, Jesus, they're fucking bombing people. Yeah, like why? It's almost like they
1: like the news makes it not real when you're watching it.
3: Yeah, and it was all from a distance too. Like it was, you just it was dark, and then you would see these missiles come across the sky, and then they'd land, and you'd have a little explosion, and then they just kept doing it.
1: I remember watching the end of the San Bernardino uh, shooting when there was a shootout in the streets. That was when the... Uh,
3: I don't remember that one.
1: That was a few years ago when uh, a Muslim couple uh, shot up his, uh, his workplace. And then they were on the run and the cops caught up to him and they killed them both okay. in the streets. I remember just turning the on to the channel because it was... I'm sure there was a shooting in San Bernardino, you know, a terrorist attack, that type mm-hmm. of thing. And there was live coverage. Yeah. And I saw this body land on the sidewalk or near the sidewalk mm-hmm. in an unnatural position and kind of a pool of blood yeah. right behind him. I was like, wait, is that one of the terrorists down? And then about 20 minutes later, when they were re- repeating that shot, mm-hmm. they blurred out like the blood and whatnot. Yeah. But I was like, Jesus, this is like live shit that's going on right now stuff film yeah i say this is so this is on the news like
3: where's the line yeah
1: a lot of situations that happen like that they'll make the news choppers leave Mm. Um, it's a little different when they're in a vehicle because when someone's bunkered up in a house they're always worried that they're watching tv in the house yeah and that they can see the cops (laughs) moving in around the house like that uh that former lapd guy that kind of had that manifesto, and he killed a few people. He was going after uh, cops.
3: Was he LAPD, or is that that army? He, uh, he was a former soldier. I yeah. thought he was, wasn't he a cop,
1: too? And he got fired. I don't remember. I think he got fired and was pissed off about that, so he yeah, started targeting yeah. the police.
3: Something like that. I think his
1: last name was Dormer or something?
3: Yeah, I forget what the whole story was. Remember
1: when he got trapped in that house up in the hills or in the mountains Yeah. somewhere? Remember they had to choppers said to leave the area? I did it go like a mile or two away?
3: Oh my god, that's like when they sent Geraldo to Iraq and he started drawing maps of where the soldiers were. <laughs> remember that? An idiot.
1: So they're here, we're here. <laughs> they don't know we're here. <laughs> I think he had like geographical, like uh, points of interest. <laughs> like here's the river. <laughs> this is bad. And it goes like this. Oh man! All right. Well, let's get back and try and wrap up this movie here. All right. Um, they have a celebration
3: about the the big ratings win. Yeah. At the ice rink.
1: Jack Lame trips him. And I guess being knocked out. He had a head injury. Maybe that, he had some... Uh, yeah, that's right. He had detached retinas.
3: Yeah, he had a head injury that caused his, his eyes to whatever, detach.
1: We should probably just skip over this part of the movie since it's largely lackluster and kind of drags on, but... <laughs> He's blind.
3: He, he lives in a lighthouse. He befriends a his, shark yeah his his wife and kid come and live with him and I will admit, like at first, it's pretty funny when he yeah. doesn't know what's going on, mm-hmm. and like all around his apartment, things are not where they should be. yeah, he's got a fire in the dishwasher <laughs> he's got something else in the oven. I forget what was in the oven. There's like a toaster on a table in the living room. He's got a painting that's upside down.
1: When he finds out his wife's been hiding uh messages from his doctor saying he has a cure. I thought it was pretty funny when he storms off he just leaves and you hear him get in the car (laughs) and drive off until he he immediately runs into a tree or something. something.
3: (laughs) Call me a car. Call me a cab. (laughs) Uh,
1: But yeah he gets his vision back and this is his big return to the news And uh, Freddie's got the perfect story for him.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I know why you haven't been returning my messages. I wasn't calling for me. I was calling because Walter has a piano recital in half an hour at the Tishman School on 65th Street. And he wrote a piece for you, Ron. Oh, Walter. It would mean the absolute world to
2: him to have you there.
0: Ron, I just got a call from the control room. Oh, big fan. Actress Sheila Blackledge. You know, the mom from the hit sitcom Four's a Family, Five's a Crowd? She just found out her husband cheated on her and she (gasps) severed his penis while he slept. Oh Oh my my. goodness. Police arrived. She fled in her white Bronco and now they're engaged in a high-speed car chase. We've got an exclusive on the live feed, but we've got to go right now. Ron, this can be your comeback. Veronica, I... No, Ron, no, that... That will get sky-high ratings. Walter will understand. Walter will understand. Go. Come on, Ron. Priorities. Veronica! Come on!
2: Can you hear me? Uh, Yes, yes. You're coming in loud and clear. You're back and you get this story. This is gonna be huge. Right. So is it good to be back home? Um, yeah. I feel good. God, look at him. (laughs)
0: Like a bacon in the night. My golden goose.
2: All right, baby. I'm just going to be giving you the details.
0: Mm -hmm. Five, four, three, two...
2: Good evening, America. After some time off, it's good to be back with you. I'm Ron Burgundy. We have a story tonight involving an affair, a cut-off penis, a TV star, and a car chase. And throw it to the feed. The only problem is... What's he doing? Ron, are you okay? It's not news. What? Turn off the prompter. Ron, this is Ketch. What the hell do you think you're doing,
0: mate? Just read what's in front of you, or I will ruin you. Don't, don't, you leave Ketch inside your head. God damn it! He took out his earpiece.
2: You see, folks, I've read a lot of news in my day, but it's, it's taken me until now to realize what real news is. Real news is supposed to let people know what the powerful are up to so that that power doesn't become corrupt. But what happens when the powerful own the
0: news? (laughs) Shit, he's blowing the whole thing up.
2: Recently, I've been on a bit of a personal journey. I made love to a proud, intelligent black woman. I became blind. I bottle-fed and raised a shark, and I smoked a fair amount of crack. But the most important thing I've learned is that there was an emptiness left after turning my back on three of the best friends anyone could ever ask for. Hi, Ron! So, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to see my child's recital and tell the woman I love that I still love her. Good night, America. And never forget, you deserve the truth.
0: Good. Good. He's dead, done. Linda, get the the skirt in the blonde. Anyone? He's coming back.
2: (laughs) Oh, also, one other thing Koala Airlines is a really shitty airline.
1: You son of a bitch! You son of a bitch! (laughs) Love that mic drop.
3: Mm -hmm. Except for he came and picked it up again.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny that it's a personal little mic. And when you think of mic drop, you think of the big regular (laughs) mic, and they drop it hard. It's a, it's a little. It's a clip on. loop <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he uh, arc is completed. He's mm-hmm. a changed man again. Yep. And he's got a he's got to go see his child's recital.
3: Yeah, he keeps missing out. He missed the science fair. Yep. Now he's going to the recital, and he gets stopped in the park.
1: Walter had to hang out at that. Uh,
3: at the Science Fair? At the
1: Science Fair with that heel Gary. Gary.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Just call him a heel. Just keep calling him that. <laughs> it's
1: a, it's a, he'll really like it. Okay, thanks shitheel. Well don't call me that. I mean I kinda like it, but he really likes it. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, shit heel.
3: Stop <laughs> reading my mind. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Jim Lame and his crew. Stops Ron and... Jack then, Lame. Jack Lame. Why did it say Jim?
1: I know he's going by LeMay. He didn't want to do Art Ariola.
3: Well, he did Dick Fuck for a while. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, he does. Yeah, Dick Fuck at the end there.
3: <laughs> oh.
1: So they rehashed the uh, Anchorman fight from the first movie in this one, although it's bigger and
3: better than ever. Mm-hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen. So the BBC. Got, CBC. Yep. ESPN. History Network. MTV News.
1: Yeah, but it's funny that they got Kanye to do it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's kind of funny that they got Drake and Kanye in the same movie.
1: I can't believe they had Harrison Ford to do that final scene. Right? You did not think he'd do that at it all. turns
3: into a werehyena. <laughs>
1: <laughs> got room for this old war horse.
3: <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that Harrison Ford did the movie, Period
1: yeah so it's so funny he wasn't in the marketing yeah i mean on the trailers so it's kind of funny like he in the beginning you just see the back of his head and he says you know send these two up to my office mm-hmm. and then they go in and it's fucking harrison ford and you're like yeah that's pretty good and then he shows up at the end as a fucking wear hanging
3: <laughs> he's really good in that role though like he yeah. really he really put in a hundred percent
1: he's perfect for it uh, so a massive battle ensues. A much bloodier battle than the first.
3: Brick has some kind of future gun? Yeah. <laughs> I don't <know> you <laughs> got that It's like a proton gun.
1: Uh, Ghost of Stonewall Jackson is there. A minotaur is there. So shit hits the fan. Yeah, they, we forgot to mention the entertainment news is there. Oh, and that's Tina right. Tina Fey and Andy yep. Poehler. Yeah. Um, and they come out largely unscathed until they're cornered again by... You know, Jack Lame. Mm -hmm. But then Wes Mantooth shows up again to save the day. (laughs) So then
3: he defends his mother again. (laughs) She she was sexually active till the day she died.
1: (laughs) Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take your mother, Dorothy Mantooth, out for a nice seafood dinner and never call her again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they make short work of Jack Lame and his crew. Blow him to hell.
3: Ron makes it to the recital. You don't think he's going to make it, but he makes it.
1: Yeah. Pretty much in the middle of it.
3: Yeah, you don't see when he gets there. Mm -hmm. At the end, he pops up. Yeah. All bruised and battered.
1: (laughs) And that's the end of the film.
3: Well, Brick gets married to Chani. That's right. And there's that shark. And then Ron gets attacked by a shark. I forget how. Well, he or runs no, out in the
1: ocean because he's like, oh, Dobie is his name, yeah, right?
3: Yeah, Dobie, you recognize me. Dobie. <laughs> and Baxter has to save the day again. Yeah. And uh, that was it. I
1: think we talked a lot more in-depth about news than I thought we were going to. Yeah. Coming into Anchorman too, but. Yeah, anything else you want to add, or else, or else we can just get right into the uh, fun facts from IMDb.
3: I think we can get into fun facts. Hey, everybody, here's some fun facts.
1: Um, apparently, Ron's ice skating accident, resulting blindness is an homage to Ice Castles for 1978, which I haven't seen, but it would make sense since this is 78 and hmm. the movie takes place 79,
3: 80. I don't know if I'm familiar with that one. Here's a fun fact. Uh, let's see, a sequel to Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy had been in the works for several years, but it stalled, even with Will Ferrell, Paul Rudd, and Steve Carell taking pay cuts to keep the budget down, uh, Paramount Pictures didn't like the numbers and didn't agree to a sequel initially, however, they later decided to greenlight the sequel. Hmm. So it's the studio's fault. (laughs) And it was originally conceived as a musical. Ah, which probably would not have gone well. Here's a fun fact. How about this? When El Troicius of the Clouds, a.k.a. Kirsten Dunst, blows her horn, Jack Lyme, a.k.a. James Marsden, says, I banged her. It's a reference to the movie Bachelorette when they had a sex scene together. Ah. Here's another fun fact.
1: Of course, we all know that Will Ferrell learned to figure skate while preparing for Blades of Glory. So that's, it wasn't too hard for him to do a little ice skating in
3: there here. There you go. Did he ice skate in Elf
1: too? Not sure. But one of the other little fun facts is that it's the second movie that since Elf that he's given lingerie to a character named Walter. <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow. Well, you're going to be disappointed with this one. In an interview with Empire Magazine, co-writer and director Adam McKay confirmed that he had no plans for a third film.
1: Yeah. Um, The network, GNN, is taken from the real-life Philippine news channel of the same name. The logo is even the same one as the Philippine news channel.
0: And that is a scientific fact! Uh,
1: To promote the movie, Will Ferrell appeared in characters, Ron Burgundy, anchoring several events... Including uh, Canadian Olympic curling trials and a local North Dakota newscast, which I actually remember that one. I have a buddy who's a, a sports uh, broadcaster or sports anchor on a North Dakota news channel. Hmm. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't his network, but it was one of the neighboring ones.
3: Okay, I know he did a lot of stuff for ESPN too. Yeah. Uh, when Ron and Veronica are called into Mac Tannen's office at the start of the film Tannen comes face to face with Veronica And moves her hair Ron then says You like a the merchandise? Is eh? <laughs> quoting a line from Watto In Star Wars The Phantom Menace uh, Of course Harrison Ford played Han Solo In several other Star Wars movies Yep I think that about does it
1: there aren't too many fun facts in, for this film. Most of them are just... Most of them
3: are... Jim Carrey is a cameo. <laughs> yeah. There's like eight cameo ones in a row.
1: And like, this is the second movie that Jim Carrey played in Anchorman. He also did in Bruce Almighty. <laughs> I didn't look, but I bet you it said about...
3: Well, well Steve Carell played Evan Almighty. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm, his third.
1: I'm sure they... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure about 30 out of 78 people found that interesting or helpful. <laughs> I think That about does it. Um, we are pretty much done with our focus on media and culture. Uh, Brett has selected the next couple films that we're going to talk
3: about. They're sequels,
1: they are sequels, they're
3: sequels to movies that we've already done on the show.
1: Yep. First one, Citizen Toxy, which is Toxic Avenger 4. Yes, he said it actually kind of relates to what we're talking about here a little bit. There's a little, a little news angle,
3: a little bit. There's Just a little a, bit. The Sklar brothers play uh, news anchors, mm. and they they cut to them throughout the movie. That's kind of cool. Uh, so it ties in a little bit. Yeah. All of the Toxic Avenger movies are on YouTube, on the Trauma Films' official YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're available for free for everybody. They're in HD. The Toxic Avenger ones are in HD. Nice. Uh, and I... Probably will be tweeting those out, but if you just search for them, you should be able to find them.
1: Yeah. um, We're just going to do a couple of movies in May before we get to our big uh, summer theme, which we have a good idea what it is, but we're not ready to announce it yet. But that'll Mm -hmm. be, you know, June, July, August. It takes us right up to our horror extravaganza. So um, just going to do a couple movies in May. Uh, I'm kind of busy as well. I'm moving this weekend, moving places, so the studio is moving as well.
3: It's going to sound so much different. Yeah, you'll notice. The <laughs> acoustics will be different. We'll be so much farther away yeah. or closer, depending on where you are. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to post this tomorrow night, Tuesday, and then next week I think we'll just do a recently seen episode, and then I think the following week is when we'll do Citizen Toxy. And then we'll be doing uh, uh,
3: The Human Tornado, a Dolomite sequel. Yes, the sequel to Dolomite, The Human Tornado. Nice. That one might be a little harder to find. Yeah. It might be on YouTube, I don't know. But You, you might have to pay for it on YouTube. But. Yeah.
1: So just keeping it light for a month, and then uh, yeah, we'll get into our summer, our summer stiff.
3: Very un-PC. Yes. <laughs>
1: All right, well, uh, please rate and review, subscribe on iTunes and or Stitcher and or Apple Podcasts or many other podcast apps. You can check out our website at WTMWatchThisMovie.com, email us at WatchThisMovie at Yahoo.com, and please follow us along on Twitter at watchthis_movie or Brett at PositivelyWolf1 on the tweeters. Follow me. Yeah. Other than that, we will check you later.
3: Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, hey man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check man? you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you off
4: my case.